Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is an actor, model, and renaissance man. He recently was named to a role on Tyler Perry's all the Queen's Men, starring on BET. Welcome into the show, my little brother, Jay Marcus Johnson, is in the building. <laughs> What's up, man? Appreciate what? you having me on. It's kind of cool. I have something cool to talk about now. Well, no, you always had something cool to talk about. Uh, I think schedules permitting. Uh, you've been a busy man lately, so I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, your shooting schedule, to to join the show. Man, look, it's as somebody that you grown up in a family with older brothers and brothers and siblings and dads and people that have always, you know, been sort of in the limelight or achieved, what sort of pressure did you feel in carving out your own niche when you decided to chase this acting thing? You know, it's funny you say that because just thinking about it, you know, like, so it's either you kind of fold under the pressure, which I did as a kid growing up, you know, just kind of folded, blah, 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 like this is for me. Or then like you rise to it. And then, so I got to a point where I was like, yeah, F it, I'm gonna rise to it, man. Like, whatever, like, you know, I got one life to live and like, this is my life, this is what I wanna do, I'm gonna go for it. And so the pressure, you know, it kind of just, it just, it's, I changed it myself, you know? And I was just like, yeah, like, let's do it. I'm gonna go for it, the pressure's on. I got something to live up to, I got something to live for. And I'm gonna keep this name going. How long did it take as far as like for that light bulb to click in for you to have that confidence when you say fold or kind of rise? What made you like when you were folding? Why? Why were you folding? Why were you shrinking away from whatever pressure in your mind? Just growing up, you know, like just so I mean, not to put the blame on basketball, but, you know, our father was an NBA legend, you know? And like, so he was like extreme, like athletically, like he was just supreme and all that. And I, that didn't hit for me until later on in life. And so like, I just never thought it would happen. You know, like I had went through things in my childhood, which it caused my, my, my process of, of growing to, to slow down a bit. And I remember one time I went to the doctor for a checkup and, you know, he told, he told me and my mother that I'd be lucky if I made it to six feet. And so like things like that just kind of like destroyed me and blah, blah. And like, you know, just that whole process, me being a 13, 14 year old kid and just like, dang, just like seeing your dreams kind of just shattered, you know, like and you're taking it from a, a medical professional. And then, you know, then you just keep getting older and then you realize like, oh, snap, I'm six one now. He was wrong. You know, so it just it was just like constant progression of, of me just realizing things like, you know, I'm in control and I just, you know use it to my advantage and just kept pushing and kept, pers- kept persisting and kept persevering and we're here. And you went through leukemia. Yeah. Tell, tell us about just what all that entailed, what the disease did to you and, and how you had to deal with it on a daily basis. Oh man. So, you know, it started the summer of uh 96, I believe I was seven. I just remember just being just like, just crazy pain, like daily, like couldn't sleep at night, like night sweats, just headaches. I feel it in my legs right now, like legs just burning and all that. Just yeah. not being able to keep up. You know, I got yeah. a brother who's two, uh, a year and a half younger than me. So he's five at the time. And like, you know, I couldn't keep up with him and just like, 
just extremely lethargic and lazy until one night I just I just couldn't sleep and then like my mom was just like, no, nah, we gotta go to the hospital and then we found out then. So I just remember that whole process, you know, all the shots and all the tests I had to go through and then, you know, the chemotherapy for four years, uh, got into remission when I was 11, so 2000. Um, yeah, dude, Jesus. You know, the different medications, the the, the, the the hunger cravings and all that. And like, so leukemia is a cancer of, of, of the blood and bones, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I was seven. So forgive me now. But if, if I'm not mistaken, it's a cancer of the blood and bones. So like, you know, you feel it. It's, you know, you feel it all throughout your body. Your whole yeah. body's pretty much on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, so sports for you, and I do remember this time, uh, it was tough. I was at UCLA and mm-hmm. just, just hearing about, uh, the spinal taps yeah. and, and those, those shots, I still remember that vividly, just what you had to go through uh, every time they did that. Uh, not to really bring up that memory, but the, the fact that you were able to go through that, do you feel the, and then you grew and then you were able to play sports. Talk about just the, what that did for you your life, just that the beating that disease, be, getting out of that, that cloud, that rut, what did that do for you, your confidence? So first and foremost, you know, a lot of credit to my village, like, you know, you, Joe, Mo, like, you know, dad, mom, just, just I just remember, you know, one of my most vivid memories through all that is, you know, I mean, I was sleep half the time in the hospital, just waking up and like somebody always being there, you know, and like, especially what y'all done been through, you know what I mean? And like seeing me like that and like y'all still being there every day, you know? So that gave me so much strength as a child that I never realized that it gave me until I got older and just how much I appreciate and love y'all for that. And just kind of, you know, so my, 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 my value of family is just so much bigger and more important than pretty much anything in the world. And like, so I'm so grateful and blessed that we just so connected like that first and foremost. And then just being able to survive that just kind of taught me like, you know, I'm built to survive anything in a way, you know, and like just to have faith and just to attack it. So that's why I have such a lust for life and such an attack for life. And just such a, I try to be charismatic in everything I do. I try to be appreciative in everything I do. Like every time, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to thank if I see a city worker, like I'm rolling down my window, I'm beeping, I'm thanking them for, for their road work. I don't care about the traffic. I'm living in constant gratitude every day yeah. and just, you know, constantly trying to put a smile on somebody else's face. So this is why I'm glad I'm in entertainment because I'm able to entertain and like bring joy or show overcoming or show triumph in, in, in situations. And so it's just really put that perspective in my world of just realizing, you know, things could suck. And at the end of the day, you know, the good always outweighs the bad. And so I'm just appreciative to have gone through that and to see life through that lens. Yeah, you do live your life with a, a zest. To put it mildly, I mean, if you if you go to Josh's Twitter or IG or his stories and follow him, you'll you'll get a sense of what this young man is talking about. Um when you decided to go on the basketball journey and you took it serious, um, we talk about basketball journeys a lot here on this show. When you went on your basketball journey and it was one in a family of people that came before you that all balled and, you know, were involved heavily, deeply rooted in, in the city of LA and you went to Crenshaw and, you know, so it was a similar type of path. And so you're going down the similar path as, as, as your people before you, yeah. how was your experience so little backstory. So chemotherapy and all that, that all that kind of slowed down my my puberty process and all that. So I really <laughs> I didn't hit my growth spurt till I was like 18, 19. And then so I was probably about I probably graduated high school about six two. Uh just like barely tapping the surface. Like I remember I started working out with you like after my high my senior season. Like I like like I wasn't able to dunk like that. Then like, I just started being able to just, I was getting, oh my God, I was so athletic, it was crazy. And then like, you know, now I'm six, five, six, six. It's just like, so it's just, it's kind of annoying in hindsight. Just, I just, I, I do wonder what if at points, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And so I just, you know, live in gratitude with that. 
But so, yeah, I mean, I, I went to prep school for a year, still worked on my game, you know, went to a D2 in Oregon, Western Oregon University, did pretty well there. And, you know, I thought, you know, I could probably do better. So I went to Pasadena City College. I bounced back, did a junior college year, did pretty well, averaged like 15 to 10. But then, you know, I just kind of got over it. Why? And what 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 happened? I was I'm always been curious about what school, happened. I think school. I just kind of like it's like you I need just, new stimuli. So I went to school and it was just like I felt like I was learning the same thing in high school. And I was just like, man, this is a waste of my time, bro. Like, let me figure wow. this out. And, <laughs> and I mean, let me let me go out another path. It was really stupid of me, but whatever. That's just no. Me. It's not. It's not stupid because right. you you have to go with how you're feeling when you're that age and you're doing things and you're traveling around and you beat what you beat. I mean, you have you walk around with a sense of self confidence and a sense of you know, hey, I know my decisions. I I, I can stand on my decisions. Yeah. Basically, like you know, so I I don't think it was stupid. Uh, yeah. I think we live and we learn, and it happens the way it's supposed to happen. Now. When you quit basketball, it was a little like, come on, you're balling. It was like, what's why? I mean, it was just a confusing thing for me that I just kind of was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, you're just, everything's finally starting to make sense. You do this now, come on, dude. But I don't know, man. I just, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really be having strategy or calculation with my decisions, though. I just kind of just like live and go, just like, yeah. okay, we do it. You just yeah. kind of just go full throttle, which, yeah. you know, looks like it worked in my benefit a little bit, but, you know, absolutely. Took a while. But whatever, it's all no. good, you know, it's all it's, good. We're here now, we're still alive, we're still living. It's Sexy a gamble. Man in the world, you know, out here. It's a gamble. It's, a, it's Life as a whole is a gamble, dog. You, just, you never know, especially with all the, the recent situations we've had recently, dog. You know, just, you never know if somebody just going to snap and just want to go crazy. And, you know, you just never know. So you just kind of got to stand on your gut and just go for what you want almost, man. Like, and it's unfortunate, but it's the real world. And that's it. That's the reality of it all. And after you made that decision from Pasadena and you decided to hang it up, what did you do next? Oh, man. So my oldest brother, you, he's kind of, <laughs> he kind of pulled me aside one day. Like, man, what you want to do with your life? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. And, you know, he said, you ever thought about modeling? And then I was like, kind of, but I don't know how to get into it. And then you made a call. And next thing you know, I was in Miami. And then signed with the agency and all that. And then my first ever job was with uh, Abercrombie & Fitch. So I was in my, I was living in Miami, then came back home, Santa Barbara. That's where I had my first shoot at for a week, Abercrombie & Fitch. And that was just crazy because, you know, I didn't think Abercrombie & Fitch be looking for people that look like me. But, you know, they booked me. It was fun. It was a great experience. And I was like, dang, I think we're on the right path here. So that was cool. So I lived in Miami for about a year and a half modeling, worked with, like, Abercrombie Fitch, uh, Perry Ellis, Cuba Vera, um, who else? Nike. Man, I did a lot, bro. Ugh, man, American what, Eagle Outfitter. What was what was the the scene like in Miami? I mean, you hear about it a lot. I know I've been to New York. I know the scene in Cali. I've been in Miami for a little bit. But what was the scene when you were down there working in model? Oh my God, Miami is crazy. Miami is <laughs> a big never ending party, dog. It is like. The weather, like, so it'll rain a lot, but it still be warm. So it'll be like, it'll be like sexy rain. So you like, you just like, F it, I'm gonna go out with my shirt off, you know, my <laughs> whatever. Like every Thursday and Sunday, it's cracking on the beach. I was living on South Beach, so it'd be cracking on Ocean Avenue, man. So I'm, whatever, I'm shirtless, I'm pulling up, I'm going to the Clevelander. I'm, wow. It's a new batch every weekend. Wow. Man, I was out there wilding out, man. I was living my best life. And then, I just got to the point like, damn, this is not sustainable. I can't be doing this much longer, man. So, but shouts out to Miami Beach, man. It was fun. It was fun for what it was. I learned a lot. It was a weird place, but it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you you did learn a lot. I mean, oh like, my god, bro. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, I remember my one of my you know when you leave home and first time anywhere, kind of overseas or whatever. It's sort of a culture shock at first, but once you figure figure out the culture and, and, and the network, man, it becomes really live. Um, now, you did modeling. You're, so you were heavy with the modeling. This is a career you're trying to chase. Was modeling something that you actually liked or did you want to expand on that or were you kind of just locked into being a model? Um, I liked it, but me as a person, I'm always looking to, to, to what's next and how I can expand on something and of course, I mean, acting was the next foray. And so, but I did really enjoy modeling. I mean, I mean, dog, you get like 
decent money to take pictures and like free food on the set and like. It's but you can't eat anything. You can't eat, eat any of it because you got to watch your weight, right? I mean, I'm a hog though, so I'll be working out like four, five times a day. I was going crazy, so I mean, you know, I was doing like wake up in the morning, do my hour of cardio just for situations like that. You know, lift my weights. You know, I was doing probably like four or five thousand like crunches or leg lift, like that whole ab combination a day. I was very serious, you know. Damn. And and in South Beach, you I was, I was in New York too. So both of those places, you doing a lot of walking. So you probably walk like six, seven miles a day easy. Thanks. And so I was, you know, I was my metabolism was kind of fast and all that. So I mean, I would need that. I would need to eat to sustain the look. Otherwise, you know, you get skinny fat and look yeah. ugly. <laughs> skinny fat. Oh God. What, right? what is skinny fat? Oh man, it's when you look, it's like when you skinny, but like you look sloppy and I don't sound skinny fat phobic, but like it didn't work for me. I wasn't happy with the look. And so, you know, you just got to figure out what's work, what what works for you as far as your fitness goes. But yeah, I mean, as far as you say about the eating, like there were certain things you couldn't eat. So I had to be really on, like had to be super on top of it. Even it just got so crazy though. Like, man, cause you just be overthinking everything you eat. So you end up stressing yourself out. And then that affects you negatively because when you stress, you build cortisol and cortisol builds fat. And it's just, it's just all just a weird, messed up chemical, biological situation that goes on in your body. And I had yeah. to do a lot of studying to figure it out. Yeah. But I figured it out clearly. You I mean, you see the physique. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. How many hours a day you work out? It's too much. I'm yeah. kind of like three or four. Yeah, it's not too bad. That is. Oh, what about you? What you do? <laughs> I don't work out at all. You don't work out at all. I don't work out. I don't. Oh. I woke up like this. No, but Josh, seriously, let's. <laughs> no, I, we're going to get on more uh, fitness tips later on. Um, sure. I, I, I just, I really want to get to this kind of thing. Cause, cause uh, you, you're very talented in the acting space and I'm just trying to figure out the evolution of, yeah. of, of the modeling journey into, you know, that day or that moment when I, I don't remember the story, but when was the moment that you said, I want to make the transition from act from modeling to acting? Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've, I've always <laughs> being so just boisterous in my character. And so just like, uh, you know, I wear my heart on the sleeve, I wear my heart on my face, I wear my emotions on my face. And like, I think it was a point of me being afraid to learn how to challenge that and use it to my advantage in the, the acting space. But I think it finally happened when, let me think. So I did this this short film called The Other Side and, you know, I didn't have very many lines, whatever, it's like five, six minutes. But I remember showing dad and he showed his acting coach and, you know, the acting coach, his acting coach, he's a, such a hard ass, sorry for cursing. And like, you know, he's tough, but. Who, Rick? Rick, yeah. <laughs> and, and he said, t- he told dad I did really, he told dad I did really good work. And I knew he meant it because he didn't know which character I was. So he he told he said that the 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 bad guy with the white shirt he did he did really 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 good work and you can tell he really took some oh time. so Rick didn't even know which character he just picked yeah. out the the best performance yeah so there was like a cop and then there was me and there was like I had a it was another character who was like my 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 robber partner 
and he, he said he did really good work. And I was like, oh, snap, okay, tight. And then so I started taking classes and all that, doing more short films. And then I did another short film called Behind Greatness, which, you know, one of my favorite it's one of my favorite pieces that I've done so far. And uh, is that the basketball one? That's the basketball one. Yeah. 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 That's pretty powerful. I mean, you you show yeah, a lot I, of range I, in that. Yeah, no, I didn't know I had that in me, bro. So I was just yeah, like, yeah, oh, wow. OK, like, let's take this serious. So then I just started the grind of it all, you know, so. I was just constantly always trying to be around set. So I was working as a PA just to be around, you know, you know, then, you know, doing extra work, body double work. And then things started progressing until I got, uh, so I went from doing background work to now the director noticed me in the, in, in the background. He's like, yo, you come here, puts me in the front of the camera. So now I'm getting those, those bumps and those upgrades and all that stuff. And then, so it just kind of, it just kept progressing and kept progressing. And I just kept on working and staying on it. And just being cognizant of, of, of real life situations and applying that, you know, and just kind of shedding that what I think an actor should be and just me being comfortable in myself to, to portray whatever I could, whatever I want to portray. And what and touch on that point for a minute when you say. What an act, what you think an actor should be versus being comfortable with yourself, what does that mean? So a lot of people get it. Messed. So a lot of people, when they look at acting, they look at it as you being a character and all this when. You know, that's not real being, you know, they want to see real. So real is this real is your everyday situations, your everyday interactions. And so you you apply that and you be you, you be cognizant of, of that, how you move in real life. And then you apply that to acting. So now it looks real now. You know, now it looks like you're watching a real conversation as opposed to you watching two people trying to be characters, yeah. you're not trying to be anything. You're being you're 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 you, you know, and like, you know, you may put on the accent and all that, but your 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 I don't even know the word I'll be trying to use, but your it's it's your your you're using your you-ness, if for lack of better terms, you know okay. what I mean? As opposed to it. trying to be this whole other thing and like that's not it. That's fake and that's super dramatic. It's not super dramatic because that's not how life is all the time. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it's just a simple conversation like that. Yeah. Or when you're mad, it's not you just cursing to be sometimes when you're mad is you trying to hold back a tear or something like that. So you got to be able to recognize all those things and all your triggers and all your irritabilities and all what makes you happy, your vulnerabilities, and just don't know, throw them out there, dog. Hmm. And so you feel like you turned a corner once you figured that out. What you said behind greatness was the performance that you felt like you turned the acting corner or was it something else? No, behind greatness. For sure. And then, and so after, so on the heels of, or, after Beyond Greatness, what was your next role that you had that was notable? Um, so I didn't do any short films after that, but I did a couple commercials. So I was, you know, I had a, a small role in a, in a commercial with Megan Thee Stallion for Coach. It was, it was background, but my face was in it quite a bit. And that's because, like, I wore a very provocative outfit. You know, I showed the muscles and all that. And they said, oh, yeah, we need that. And then um, <laughs> I did another commercial with Megan Thee Stallion for Cash App, where I was, like, her assistant, her sexy male assistant. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. She's great. She was, like, Cleopatra, and you're, like, the Egyptian slave or whatever. I wouldn't call it a slave, man. I was just an assistant. You look like a, you're acting like a slave in that one, bro. No, man, I'm acting like a maid. You know, I'm it's just okay like, to be making the stallion slave for for a few minutes, bro. Gosh, a few hours. Shout out to Megan Stallion. Shout out to the party. He's a great writer. That's her boyfriend. But yeah, so I did that. That was cool, you know. And then, um, yeah, then we started auditioning for like the big stuff. And then getting closer and closer. I noticed that. Mr. Perry kept having me audition for more and more things. It just felt like he was trying to find something for me. I mean, I may be wrong, but it just felt like that. Let's, let's back up. Let's back up to Tyler Perry and, yes, and the auditions and, and the whole, your introduction yeah. into, into Hollywood, Black Hollywood, if you will. Yeah. What was the first audition that you went on? And and you said you auditioned for a lot of stuff. So did you feel like you nailed some other things that you might have been in, or did you, did you feel like your best work was the audition for all the Queensmen? So, backtrack be right two weeks before we got hit with the pandemic. I auditioned to be on the Oval 
call back everything. Casting director told my manager to pin me, pin him, meaning like we want him. So like, yeah, everything's all good. And then pandemic happened and then everything shut down. And so I guess things kind of backtracked then. But so then, you know, like I auditioned for like all his, like he had sisters, bruh. Um, you know, he got everything, bro. He got like 19 million shows. But yeah. I auditioned for a lot. And then yeah. finally I had one audition. It was two different two different roles for Auto Queens Men. So I auditioned for both. And then like, yeah, then got the role of Rayshawn. And let's talk about Rayshawn and all the Queens men. I, when I was reading the press release and it just trying to learn a little bit about it, um, it's a, in the first season, established Maryland, Madame DeVille was a fierce businesswoman ruling over her empire in the lucrative male exotic nightclub industry. Now hell bent on expanding her queendom in season two, Madame will have to navigate this sexy yet dangerous world if she wants to stay alive and ahead of the game. And so you're, so Rayshawn is a character who is an amateur amateur that's basically not cut out for the life of an exotic dancer, but he's hell bent on becoming one. Okay, yeah. talk talk about this. What type of inspirations did you draw upon when you acted out this character of Rayshawn? So honestly, you just I just drew upon my own, you know, inspiration of of wanting to be in this, be, wanting to be an actor, wanting to be somebody, wanting to be as cool as my brothers, wanted to be like as cool as my dad, you know, just kind of just like that kind of thirst and like desperation and all that and wanted to live up to something and just be somebody. And so just, you know, you know, I wouldn't say willing to do anything, but goddamn willing to go far, you know what I mean? And just willing to push myself and do whatever it takes. And so with that, it's just, it was just applying that into maybe a little different kind of situation. So it it wasn't too hard. It wasn't too hard a transition for me, you know, to 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 plug all that in and be fully bought in and fully committed to it. Yeah, I, cause because there are things that you can you said you relate to with yeah to Ray Sean. Um, yeah. What's the most difficult part of playing a character like that or being on set in a in a situation like that? Like for me, I would imagine, you know, Tyler Perry working on that production is sort of like, you know, you're, you're at a tryout or you're on, you know, at a game with a high level coach. And, you know, it's kind of like this guy is, you know, your coach. Is, is it this? Is, do you have the same type of correlation? Or high- that was like one of the factors. But like, so like my first day down there, we got dance rehearsals and all that. And in the, in the, in the four main dudes, like them dudes is like crazy ass dancers, bro. They so good. Like they got full on, like, like choreography and like they going crazy and I'm just like oh man dog I'm just sexy bro I can't dance like this <laughs> they like but they got ooh they doing they hitting all that like that, like the hip swivels and all like I'm so I'm just there intimidated man and I'm just like damn these dudes is like really because they actually like they they this this is their lane you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. That's their lane and like they so good at it but you know they all took me in and like helped me and so I got a better understanding of of, of how to feel music as opposed to dance to music. And so that helped a lot. And so like now I just find myself like if I'm in the gym, like I just I'm accidentally hitting my moves, you know, in the middle of doing bench press or like a roll. I'm just hitting a little swivel and like, you know, I might get an eye or two looking at me, you know, do my little gyrations and all that. But I mean, I'm just that. So I'm just always constantly feeling music now. And I think that helped a lot. And then as far as working with Mr. Perry, I mean, dog, man, it's just just to be down there on that on that. So they, they housed us at the studios. Yeah. What's the studio like? How big is it? I've heard about it. I've seen a tour of it, but bro, is it really that huge? Bro. So from our housing to like the main building where the gym is, is a mile and a half walk. Wow. Like, so that's a straight walk. Wow. And so he's, yeah, that's and he's crazy. got like, dog, it's like five different like residential sets, like, He's building like a New York skyline, dog. It's, <laughs> That's killer. Like, dog. And, but, you know, it's just, it's just so, it's like you almost like, almost so proud of him because, you know, like I grew up watching Medea, bro. Like, you know, yeah. and just see from, from that to those stage plays and yeah. productions to like, all oh, this is him. Like, this is all, this is all his name on it. It's just like, it's like almost seeing like, like your uncle or like your big brother just make it, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it's just humbling, but so inspiring to be there. Just like, I used to take 
walks every day, like whenever we had like an off day or anything, and just like walk around and just like appreciate everything, just see, just see it all, just like, damn dog, this is really like this is really him, bro. Like this is it's almost like it's somebody you know for twenty years, you know, yeah. from watching all his stuff, and just to this like this is all this is this all you, dog. Like wow, and then to work with him like. Dude is cool, man. You know, I mean, he's tough, but like, you know, he, it's like he put a lot of pressure on himself. He want to put out a good product. He want to really communicate with his audience and his supporters and put out a good product that people are going to watch and people are going to enjoy. And so he puts a lot of pressure on himself and he puts it on us. But he's also like a really guy. He's a, he's a great teacher, like almost like a great coach acting wise. You know, like he's, you know, he he, he be on you. He be on you. I got a problem where I like when I'm on camera, I kind of do a little like rock yeah. and like he like cuts and he's just like, hey, man, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that. That's a, that's a bad thing to have, man. Not, nobody going to work with you, man. I'm trying to help you. And so like he keep it so real with you. But like, you know, he talked to you like like he talked to you like it ain't condescending. But like he just he really like he really want to help. Yeah, he really keeping it 100. He keeping it 100. Get these careers off, man. So it's just amazing, bro. Like he pray over the set every day. He lead us on like a big prayer, man. Like it's just, it's just amazing. Like, dog, I still can't believe like it's me. You know, I can't believe it's I get to work with this man. It's just like, bro, it's amazing, man. Oh man, dog, it's crazy. No, it sounds dope, man. It sounds like a a, a heck of an experience from what I've seen, dude, and and from uh, just the reputation, Tyler Perry. I don't know him personally, but for you having worked with him, man, it's it's it's, it's like I feel honored as well because right, right, my, right. my brother is is with you know talking to Tyler Perry. He's on there, you know. He's hey, you know, getting getting yelled at by Tyler Perry. Yeah, hey, it's all right. good. <laughs> like any other time, I'm sensitive, bro. So I'd be like, want to just like you know. Maybe lash out or cry or something, but nah, bro. I, yes, sir, Tyler Perry. Absolutely. That's why I, 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 call him, I call him Mr. Tyler Perry. Obviously, I'm going to give you the whole name, Tyler Perry, please. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. how, how does someone that lands a show on like BT continue to, to stay sharp, not be complacent, and continue to work on their craft? Like, what is your strategy or approach? To, to like when you get it when now you've landed your first big role how are you going to continue to land other roles i mean first off just staying grateful for it all and maintaining the same hunger and maintaining the same recognition of, of life going on around me so i'm always observing and people watching and just trying to take in what i can and being on top of my thoughts and like my feelings so when i say on top of my thoughts just so thoughts are like what I was taught in acting thoughts will help drive your emotion, like your eyes and all that. And like, mm -hmm. you know, show people like, damn, he got a lot going on. So mm -hmm. just always being on top of those and on top of my feelings and, and, you know, recognizing how I feel in certain situations and, you know, being aware of my vulnerabilities and my irritabilities and all that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, sick as it sounds like remembering my reactions to things, you know, so it's always constantly real. So it's always true to myself. And then that's, on top of that, staying true to myself and living in my truth. So like, that's why like my stories on Instagram are just how they are so chaotic or whatever, because like, it's honestly what comes to mind. It makes me laugh and entertains me. So y'all about to get it too, whether you like it or not. And so I'm just, <laughs> just always trying to stay on top of it like that. And that's, that's, that's my practice. You know, that's my, that's my work. You know, that's my, that's how I get my, my reps in. So I'm constantly getting reps in. Constantly. Are, you, are you in class? I'm not in class. And, you know, I'll get back into it. I mean, I have, I have, I have a coach that I work with. Shout out to Pat. Uh, I mean, he just, he's, he's really good. He's really good at breaking scripts down. He's really good at talking to me, like how I need to be talked to. He's good at talking my language and he's good at, you know, of helping me in, of, 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 of breaking it down to a philosophical and almost like it's, it's so organic, his teaching. And it's just, it's so real. And it's like, so, so, therapeutic in a way you know he just knows how to talk and he knows how to just i don't know just communicate it to me so it's just every time every time it's always i get an epiphany every time i talk with the man and so i don't not in the classes right now but you know i got a coach that i work with weekly you know he's also works out with me at the gym so okay. you know, he's always giving me advice and tips he always sending me tips so and i'm just always open to receiving them and just applying them that's dope man yeah Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As far as the, the physical fitness side, you, you've mentioned and alluded to yourself being sexy n- numerous times. Uh, you have a tremendous, you have a tremendous physique. I understand it's not your fault, but when, when we're going in the summer and I, and I had somebody on the show, uh, Dr. Courtney Watson, she gave some great health tips from the medical side. That's out the course corner. Yes, absolutely. I wanted, I wanted Joshua John, Marcus Johnson to give us Josh's tips on how to either maintain a nice summer beach bod, get a beach bod, or just healthy tips for living that will enhance our lifestyle. Because obviously you have done a tremendous job at that. And it's so crazy, man, because like people will tell you like all this difficult, hard advice. And in my opinion, it's really like, because people, if you, people literally do nothing. So like my biggest thing is to do something like get out and walk outside for 15, 20 minutes. Like if you got a gym membership, set the timer 45 to an hour, pick three workout, pick three exercises to do. So it could be like, like a, a row, a push up, and a squat. Do those 45 minutes straight, 10 sets of each. You gotta take a break, take a break, but you gotta do something, you know? And that's, that's a lot of people's problem. Like they, they, they're going from doing nothing and just expecting things to be easy. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but you just got to do something like, you know, it takes an hour a day. I'm telling you, if you spend an hour a day, dog, like, and then you'll find like, as you, as you exercise more and more, your, your exercise vocabulary expands. And so now you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then you start actually liking it after three, four weeks or maybe a month. You love it. And then it becomes something that you need to do. It's, it's, it's just, you take a day off and you feel gross. And so it's just something that you need to do. It almost becomes like a positive addiction, you know? And so I just encourage people to just do something, anything. And then you'll find it's so good for your mental health. It's a good way to transmute like different energies that you may have, whether it be sadness, anger, you know, even happiness, you know, it's just a good way to just, just to get that out, you know, yeah. just put it, use it on something, get it out. And then you find that you sleep better. You, you start caring about what you put in your body as far as eating goes, you know, and, that so it just starts with doing something. I mean, I'm even even if it's just 20 minutes straight of three exercises in a circuit and you just go 10, 10, 10 reps each. Like you just go like you just got to do something. Yeah. What about eating stuff? Um, you know, I felt I've always felt like the eating part is more important than yeah. the physical part um, to a certain level, because I've lost weight and gotten into shape and I didn't work out before. But I was on I was on a vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. So without having to go to the extremes of like vegetarian, what's something like a, a normal person, you know, my age or younger in my around my age? Because this is my audience. My audience is, is people, you know, 35 to like 50 or so somewhere around there, hopefully younger. But I think it's around that. Mm-hmm. What type of foods should we absolutely stay away from and what should we gravitate towards? So. I like to live by like an 80% and 20% thing. So 20% of the time you do something bad if you have to, like not saying you have to, but yeah. But people know not to eat fried foods. Like, you know, that, that goes without saying now, you know, sure. you know not to eat fried food. Sure. And, and so you get, so I just encourage but, people to get to a point. Go ahead. Sorry. But the, no, there's also, but there's also these foods that for, for the longest time, I'm asking you cause you're younger, you're, you're plugged into the fitness, but for the longest time, we used to think certain foods were, were all good. And then yeah. later on, they're like, Oh no, those that actually isn't all good. That's not, the, that's not a good kind of fat. I was so wondering you, if there's anything new out like that we should know about. Yeah, so I don't even follow recommendations no more because <laughs> they, 
because like they cut, they, they, they change it, they change it up on you every five years, bro. Facts, just, facts, facts. You, you mess with people's minds now, it's just you know, it's just dumb. So you just kind of got to go, you got to be on top of what makes you feel good. And so, like, yeah, of course, fried food is never going to be good, but if you have to have it, you know, plan it out to where you work out, you eat good for like the three days before that, and make you feel like it's a reward or something like that. Yeah, and so. I mean, but like a simple kind of diet for me is like, you know, like grilled sauteed shrimp, grilled sauteed chicken, fish, steak, some, you know, brown rice, white rice, sweet potato, a starch and greens. You know, I just keep it simple like that. And what do you do with brown rice? How can you eat brown rice? Is my question. How do you how do you actually swallow brown rice and like eat it? How do you do that? A little bit of grass fed butter and some of that juice from the fish or the chicken. Yeah, that, oh. grass butter, that grass fed butter different, dog. That oh. grass fed butter different, man. So it's good for you too. It's really good for you. Got that conjugated linoleic acid, that CLA, and it you know it helps with your belly fat. Does it? Yeah, so they say. I don't Where know. you get it from? Get it from Rouse. It's it's the Kerrygold, Kerry Kerrygold butter. Uh-huh. Interesting. It's, it's grass fed butter. You know, okay. it's, it's it's so you got your regular butter. The Americanized, I guess, whatever. And then you got your grass fed. Grass fed is like super, it's almost like gold in color. So it's just, just rich in like, in like vitamin A and, and beta carotene and stuff like that. Got the good fats for you. And whereas this, not as what, not as much. Interesting. Okay. Okay. What about like liquids? Are there liquids that like for the longest, I used to think juice was cool, but juice apparently is not, it's not all good. There's a lot of fat, even diet sodas are kind of shaky. So are you, do you, what do you suggest water all the time or what does your ju- daily liquid intake look like? I, drink like? I try to drink like a gallon and a half, two gallons of water a day. Damn. Um, and lots of coffee. I like coffee a lot. Uh, How much coffee do you drink? I probably drink like four or five cups of coffee a day. It's gonna stain your teeth. You better get that teeth whitener thing. Oh no, I got it on cover, Playboy. It's all good. You know what you got? What you got? So it's this. It's one of them Instagram ads got me. It's this purple stuff, and then you spray it, and then purple it helped bleach out a bunch of like it bleach out yellow stains and stuff like that. It's really cool. I forget what it's called. I'll text it to you. It's working. (laughs) As he smiles and shows the pearly whites. (laughs) Yes, it's working. Yes, it's working. But um. (laughs) So, yeah, but water, coffee's cool because caffeine helps, you know, get your metabolism up and, you know, it burns fat while you're at rest. Um, I'll drink juice, but so you got to do it strategically. So if you have like a nice hard workout, your muscles and all that are like craving carbs. So if you drink like a juice after you work out, your muscles going to know what to do with them, whereas it's going to know what to do with the carbs, whereas before it's just kind of just chilling and hanging out you know it has no use in application but if you use it as like a recovery drink then you're gonna be like oh this is kind of nice this is kind of good it's feeding my muscles it's fueling my muscles okay okay and lots of water so like simple carbs like simple carbs like don't even be thinking you can go get like a 12 pack of donuts from the Krispy Kreme even even though the sign hot now on Actually, I couldn't blame you if you did, but you know, you gotta be careful, man. It's just full of oils and un, and just bad fats and omega-6s that causes inflammation and all that. You don't want to be inflamed. So what so what is it someone supposed to do if they have a sweet tooth? Uh pick a day. Pick a day and go crazy. Don't just do one, it. Just one day. So what's crazy to you? Because I feel like crazy, like me, my my discipline has got to the point where crazy to me is like eating like four donuts. And and that's it. For, and that's it. That's my crazy day yeah. or a piece of pie and ice cream yeah. and two in two scoops of ice cream. Like that's crazy for me. Yeah. I so mean, what's crazy? So I don't know. So like I, my body is kind of different. So I feel like I'll be having like these cheat days where I want to just go crazy. And so I'll start the day off with like chocolate chip pancakes and then I'll be done. Like it'll be it'll be satisfied. Okay. And so I, I just think you pick a day and maybe just plan to go all out. And then you'll find like, oh, like I'm done. This is, you know. I got what I needed, you know, and like, so it ends up not being as crazy, but just pick a day, make sure you on your stuff, make sure you on your working out, make sure you on eating appropriately for your diet and for your goals. And then just, if you need to have a day, just like, okay, I'm, I'm planning it for two days from now. I'm going to go crazy. I'm just going to just eat whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. But make sure you following your plan and doing it right and earn it. You know? Yeah. What's your thoughts on alcohol? And this would be the, the last question on the diet. 
Um, so I'm not like, gonna lie, man. When the pandemic first hit, dog, I was probably taking down a bottle a day. I had like a bottle of what? Man, I had so much unemployment money, dog. Like a 1942. What? That's crazy. So what? Tequila? They say tequila is the best one to drink. Is that true? Supposedly, but it's all nasty. It's all gross. It's, ew, gross. It's all nasty. So yeah, I mean, I you know, but so if you're gonna drink alcohol. You know, don't make it an everyday thing, cause I mean, <laughs> but you, I mean, like I'm like I don't, I don't know, because for my, like alcohol is nasty, man. It, it don't taste good, bro. It don't taste good. So like, I don't see how people do it every day. But if you gotta, if you want to get turned up, I mean, just pick a day, I guess. Pick a day. There you go with your pick a day. So every, so everything is moderation, pretty much for you. That's everything good. is extremely moderation. Like you don't need to be drinking every day and like eating all this unhealthy stuff every day, especially when you know it's not good for you. If you're feeling like slow, sluggish, and lethargic, it's like, why would you want to feel that? But, you know, I can't speak for everybody because I wouldn't want to feel that. Don't mean that everybody else would want to feel that. So. Okay. But the best alcohol to drink for somebody that's trying to watch weight would be would be like what? Like, give me an example. Like, for me, red, okay, red, I'll tell you. Red wine. All right, I do reds. I, I'll also do, like, Michelob Ultra 100s, <laughs> which are very light. Uh, if, you, if you have tahine, it, it really makes it uh, uh, easier to like, go down. Spices it up a little bit. Yeah, but then, you know, but then that's pretty much it. You know, I don't really subscribe. Like, I know dark is bad, which I understand. But it's important when you get around my age because you like to eat good. And you like to drink good and you like to have these these consistent. You should and enjoy yourself. And like the main point I want to say is like, don't stress yourself out about it too much. So even if my pick a day concept don't work for you. Don't, you know, don't stress out about it. If you got to have that little drink, take you that little drink, you know, sip it slow, but take that little drink. You know, if you got to have that cookie, yeah, that cookie, don't, you know, don't yeah. play with your mind too much about it because it's going to end up backfiring on you regardless. So don't do that. You know, don't restrict yourself because yeah. restricting causes a binge. Yeah. And so that's it. No, that's a great formula, Josh. Uh, I, I like your approach to it. It's not really it's it's a good balance of like tough but also giving the person a lot of leeway to make his own decisions and hold his own self accountable that's dope yeah. Yeah. um man yes man that's man so it's been this this I, I enjoyed speaking to you in this type of form um in this right. format you know just hearing you kind of talk about your stuff through your through how you've experienced it you know we you know, we're brothers. We don't talk as much. We talk all the time, but we don't talk about this type of stuff like this in depth. So this was this was really good. Um, really sensitive. We're really sensitive. Yeah, we hold a lot of things in, and uh, we got to talk know. about that. We got to talk about that one day about the toxic masculinity and like in the sense of of having to to be hard all the time and not you know you know spill out your feelings sometimes and maybe like share a cry, bro. Like we gotta we gotta have like a discussion about that. I think we should have like a big forum. <laughs> men to talk about that yeah and, you know it just showed that it's okay man because like like the, the the male suicide rate is crazy right now dog like, yeah. we, like we killing ourselves because we can't we, we feel like we can't share it so like we think that's the next best option man we gotta we gotta clean that up man and that's another mm -hmm. side of that toxicity that we need to clean up man we like we gotta we gotta save the world we gotta save ourselves yeah man it's a lot of it is pride a lot of it is you know, it's like uh, it takes a lot of undoing yeah. to to because to, to, you grow up in a culture that we encouraged it, allowed it. Everything you've seen is pretty much about it. So if, unless you were really, you know, taught early, you know, and a lot of us in our family were. But there's still tendencies that happen as you grow, man. And you're, and you, you move outside to different units. People go to school. You know, you pick up habits. And, and these are bad habits that and, and some I, I enjoy talking about because there are no real. Well, I won't say no, but it's nice to have a safe space where, you know, men yeah. can talk and share real feelings and things like that. But we'll definitely um, touch on that. We have a whole episode's worth of stuff like that. But man, your journey has been an amazing one to hear about, dude. Although I knew the story, it's just it resonates more to hear it through your words and your voice. Uh, proud of you and everything that you are accomplishing uh, in, in in life. I wanted to know this, and, and this will be my last question: When you ultimately you're going to have a platform, um, you're going to be someone that has going to be able to affect others. 
what is sort of your message or what do you live, what words or, or do you live your life by that you would want others to know about you? Um, there's a, I forget the verse in the Bible, there's a verse in the Bible where it ends saying faith, hope, and most important love. So I try to live my life loving everybody of different creeds, different orientations, different whatever. Like I always want to be somebody that will listen and try my best to understand it. If I can't understand, I will sympathize with you. I want to be somebody known with empathy. And I just want people to know, like, like you said about safe spaces, like I would, you know, I want to be, I want to be a safe space, you know, where people can talk to me about any and everything, honestly. And like, you know, I pray that nothing ever gets too much for me to bear or hear you know, and so like, that's it, man. I just want to live a life of just love, be a vessel of love and to everybody and to anybody, you know, I don't want, you know, I want people to be able to walk up to me, you know, and ask me questions, ask me advice on working out or, or anything like, you know, and not feel, you know, not, not be, not be intimidated by me. I don't want to be intimidating. I want, I want to be somebody who's an open book, somebody who people can just come and talk to about anything. Like, and so I try to live my life like that now, like, you know, which, I try to help a lot of people, man. I try to help a lot of people, man. It's just important to me to be that voice because a lot of people don't have that even within their own families. And I recognize that I was fortunate enough to get that with mine. And so if I can be an extension of our family to other people, man, like, you know, that's a life well lived, dog. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, You're blessed. You're touched. And you've, you've always been destined to do what you're doing. Appreciate you, man. You know, I, I I revert back to one of my favorite pictures of us. Uh, you had me on your shoulders at Drake Stadium, man. You know, you know, I'm just I'm on my big brother's shoulders, man. You and <laughs> so you know, I'm just grateful to have y'all too, man. Like two of the best big brothers in the world, dog. So that's why I try to be the big brother I am to countless people, man. So that's direct from you, man. So you can give yourself a round of applause for that, dog. I appreciate you, man. You the firstborn, and you did a hell of a job, you know, leading us, you know. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, my brother, uh, and I love you. Thank you. Love you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Marcus Johnson.